Hello and welcome to Point Streak, a podcast where we talk everything gaming and the issues that concern gamers. We're all members and contributors over at Enthusiacs.com, and thank you for joining us. Uh, that's www.enthusiacs.com. Our Twitter feed is at Enthusiacs, and all our uh, video content resides on YouTube at our channel, Enthusiacs. Uh, my name's Jeff, or Baron Fang, and I'm once again uh, joined by the duo of uh, Greg. Hey there, Enthusiacs. Welcome to Hero Talk. I'm, wait, where am I? <laughs> and uh, also Nick. Thanks again for joining us, Nick. Glad to be here. And uh, like we do at the top, let's hit uh, what we've uh, been playing. And Greg, I uh, hope uh, it's more interesting than the last time we asked you <laughs> this question on the show. Sorry. Uh, I actually do have a real answer to this. I um, I picked up Arkham Origins again. And no, not for the Android operating system, the actual console release Arkham Origins. And I've, uh, I've been playing through that. I bought it a year ago um, at a Black Friday sale. So that kind of dates how long I've had it. And I started playing it. And then I had a kid, and it just didn't become a priority. And even when I, like, started playing games again, I just never really went back to it because I always kind of felt like, oh, well, I've been out too long. I, I would have just have to start over again. There's no chance I'm going to remember where I was. So yeah. in the last week or so, I did just that. I started over again. I figured it's set at Christmas Eve. It's almost Christmas time. It made sense. <laughs> so Holiday blockbuster. So, yeah. yeah, so I uh, I just decided I was going to, uh, to play through Arkham Origins again. And so that's what I've been playing. How about you, Nick? Well, uh, last time I was on, I said I was going through Dark Souls 2. I managed to finish my first playthrough of that. I'm probably going to go back to Platinum it, but I need a break in between. And actually, in that break, I finished the storyline for Skyrim as well. So oh, wow. still playing a bunch of Tekken Revolution. And let's see, been playing some Spelunky and uh, Luftrausers and going back and playing... Uh, the Walking Dead, the first Walking Dead Telltale game. Oh, awesome! Yeah, oh, that's that's always a fun one to go back to. Yeah, I um, I've still only done the one playthrough, and I'm tempted to do another one before I do the yeah. second uh, game, just to maybe just. I'm assuming that you can carry over saves. I'm assuming that uh, you know I'll pick my favorite of the two, maybe. Or yeah, we'll you see. know what I don't know is um not to take us off topic, but they released season two on like the PS4, but <clears> my <throat> season one play is on the 360, so. Like, how does that work? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Do they just decide what you would have done, or do they maybe give you the the chance to, to pick a couple of things, you know, like like a Dragon's Age? Dragon interact, Age interactive thing? comic? <laughs> I, I, well, it's probably similar to if you bought all of, like, all of the episodes in Season 1, you can actually start in a later episode, and it'll just simulate choices for you. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, well, I don't know. I did that once. And then it turned out I killed Larry, and I decided to... I, I guess I'm apparently really upset about killing Larry, because that's not going to work for me. So I <laughs> went back to deal restart. breaker? Yeah. Mm. Uh, and I, uh, for my part, have uh, been playing Red Dead Redemption. I just finished that the other day, and that, that was really good. For, for And for somebody who, <laughs> a few short weeks ago, was saying, uh, you know, I wasn't really a big fan of open world, I have to admit, there's something about the, the Old West setting and the, the way that it lets it breathe, and just the space <laughs> that so, uh, I liked it quite a lot, actually. Jeff, I have if, to ask it, you, it, did you get you all the way to it? the end? I, I did, yeah. I got all the way to the end, uh, including the uh, uh, post, for lack of a better word, sort of post-credits type <laughs> yeah. activity. Yeah. If you haven't gotten it, I highly recommend getting the Undead Nightmare expansion. Yeah, I, I with, at the risk of spoiling it, is it just set in an alternate sort of universe or something? Yes. Or it is. It, it, it kind of borderline alternate universe. Like it's, it's set in. And again, I don't want to get too spoilery on a game that's four years old, but. Yeah, it's it's kind of set in that pretend time, like 
when all the main missions are finished and you think Marston's going back to what things were before. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, people are there who shouldn't be there because they died in the regular story. Uh, okay. So it's kind of alternate universe, and then it continues on afterwards. And yeah. I, I, You know what? I played it, and I actually didn't enjoy it all that much. So I guess it really depends on what your cup of tea is. Yeah, I, I'm keeping an eye out for it on sales and stuff, and there's been really good ones <laughs> recently, yeah. actually, on uh, on Microsoft. I liked it because it has a lot of fun uh, pokes and plays on zombie tropes. Yeah, yeah, I heard, I heard it had pretty good, uh, pretty good humor. Um, anyway, we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll now uh, segue to our uh, our main topic. We're here today, and uh, uh, we're here to talk about uh, free to play games. Um, oh, I always intended that we would start to talk about different uh, models for games, and this one seemed the most obvious one, as it's probably the that's receiving the most attention and dare I say the most controversial at the moment. Um, pr- prior to uh, pr- prior to um, free-to-play games coming up, I have to admit I never actually heard of the word freemium before. Had either of you heard heard of the concept outside of the gaming sphere, or was was that uh, was that is that a marketing word that uh, new to you as well? The first time I heard that term was a few years ago with respect to iOS builds. So it's pretty much all in the free uh, gaming free-to-play area. Yeah. yeah, the first time I ever heard it was, and I don't remember the game, but it was just, it was in regards to a free-to-play video game. Yeah, and uh, Greg and I, of course, uh, in the middle of our Indie Games podcast, managed to divert about 20 minutes to talk about the good old days of shareware. So <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> and uh, we, which is, you know, I guess a kind of a, um, a part of the evolution of that freemium model. Um and to where we are now, where you know it's literally starting to mean microtransactions embedded within, <laughs> quote unquote, free games. But uh, yeah, it's been around for a while, but it's 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 certainly uh, it's certainly uh, a lot more common now and a lot more controversial. And depending on who you listen to, it's 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 here to stay. Um, I I guess for me, uh, and look, if if it was different with you guys, uh, say so. But for me, the first time I was ever kind of made aware of that as a model for a game was with uh, MMOs. Uh, I can't remember the one, the first one exactly. It might have been possibly EverQuest or something. But for you, Greg, when was the first time you really started to uh, to, to take note of a, of a of a big a game, a notable game, whether one that you played or not, that was uh, that was free to play? Yeah, I guess the first time I really became aware of it was. Uh... It was an MMO, and I think it was like maybe a real-time strategy-style MMO, but it was the uh, kind of clicks that you kind of saw at the banners of sites that like usually had some half-dressed woman who was like, oh, sexy, adult, fun game. <laughs> and and so you Google it because you don't actually want to click that link because you, you have no idea where that's actually going to take you. And then it turns out it's really just some like yeah. castle defender game or whatever it is. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, it's totally free, free to play. And you realize like, oh, it's totally free to play, but there's microtransactions everywhere. And yeah. I've maybe been aware of some other MMO copycats that have tried free to play, but uh, honestly, I've never uh, tried any of those ones that initially made me aware of free to play. The The only times I've really gotten into free to play games was games where I had a subscription and it shifted free to play. Yeah. And, and you've done mobile development, Nick, so I, I take it you were probably aware of it sooner than the average person, perhaps? Or uh, I, I really couldn't pinpoint any time that I was aware of. Uh, that uh, the free-to-play model dawned on me as a thing. Um, probably one of the first free-to-play games that I ever went into was uh, Maple Story, and that was <laughs> eight or nine years ago. 
Yeah. Um, trying to remember when that was, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, uh, I've been, I've, I've worked with a lot of free to play games, microtransaction based games pretty closely over the years, but I, I can't really say when I, uh, became aware of it. Yeah. I, um, I, I myself, I, I again, I can't really pinpoint it either. I, I, I think it was, I, I like I said, I think it was probably a, an MMO of, of some sort. And I, I remember being a bit skeptical about how it would work. And since then, I've actually played a few, and I kind of think I get the idea. I, I have to assume that at some point along the line, the marketing people that came up with this uh, were sitting in Psych 101, you know, learning about the Skinner box and the corn kernel and the electric shock and and decided, that, that hey. depends on what game you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you're if you're talking about games that are repetitive reward type type things, yeah, <laughs> I guess I guess you're right. And and then and then um, and then the games where it's more about you know uh, personalizing your experience and that sort of stuff, they're a bit less uh, they're a bit less repetitive. I, I think I think the moment that I was sure that uh, that they had really arrived is when South Park parodied them. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, recently there well, was an on episode. That note, on that note, I would like to point out that I am not, nor have I ever been in league with Beelzeboot. <laughs> <laughs> so you have seen that one <laughs> yeah i i heard that Ter terrence and philip made their own mobile game or something <laughs> canada made a terrence and philip game and oh, okay. when you look at it it is pretty much a parody of the simpsons tapped out game okay i i thought it might have been like a kim kardashian's game or something like that but i, I guess oh. that makes just as much sense <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess, uh, if it's gotten to the point where it's getting uh, parody there, it, it must be gaining wider attention. And, and of course, uh, prior to that, probably the, the time that caught you know, most attention for me was when, um, uh, Old Republic made the, uh, quote unquote transition <laughs> or uh, life support or whatever you want to call it when it switched <laughs> from a pay model. Um, it sh other than the, uh, the, obviously the, the potential for, for um, revenue and, and anyone who's read into it can see why there's the potential. Is, is there any is there any one reason beyond money, Greg, that that, that the free to play model is, is is being looked at? Is is that the single driver money, or is there something else to it? Well, I mean, obviously the driver is making money because if it was a model that didn't make money, nobody would be adopting it. Hmm. Um, I, I really think it comes down to is that as and this is not entirely just somebody greedy wringing their hands trying to think how can we get more money out of people, but a lot of this came from you know especially in the mmo world people are kind of sick of paying 15 dollars a month and mm. especially if if you get into one mmo but you want to get in the other but you still want your character and all that this other yeah. stuff there's it comes to the point where if you have to pay 15 dollars a month for every mmo you want to play then it really turns into you have to drop one and go to the yeah, other you so choose. you're always you're always a slave to whatever you know the, the newest one is um it gets your pot I, committed to one title Mm. Yeah. So I really think it turns into like, well, you know what? We uh, nobody wants to pay fifteen dollars a month to play. I'm going to just throw a game under the bus rift yeah. when they already have their Warcraft character like leveled up to level 80 or whatever that goes up to now. I think 90 is the new one. Mm. So, you know, in order to get people to to pay for your game or get into your game that don't want to add another fifteen dollar a month bill onto their account, then that's how you have to do it. So. You know, I think it's a lot. It's as much driven by the consumer as it is driven by uh, people trying to make money. Did you have anything to add to that, uh, Nick? Or as yeah, far as the well, motivation, it's, it's interesting to to consider the MMOs as a separate thing because I work in mobile, and really anything that you release, like Greg said, there has to be 
uh, some money calculation behind it because these games have to support themselves. I mean, the, the server costs are not zero, you know that. Yeah. So whatever money it has to make has to at least support itself. And on top of that, it has to support whatever development costs went into it. Right. So when he's um, got to get paid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's a lot easier to get a player into your game if it's free than if there's a pay gate up front. You get right. a lot more you might get more guaranteed money if there's a pay gate up front, but you won't get as many players. You may not get as um, uh, thriving or vibrant a player community or a, a competition among players. Let's see. There's also uh, is it is it uh, d does it change any decisions as far as the development costs are concerned? Like you know, you hear about you, some budgets out there that are insane. Do, do they have to be a bit more restrained when it comes to free to play, or do, are they just betting on a what what a what free to play amount? requires is not necessarily a uh, a budget going into it, at least on the mobile side. Mm -hmm. What it requires is a lot of very careful planning and understanding of what would drive a player. Um, yeah, the the in terms of implementing the free to play model, it's not overly complicated. There's a couple of additional things you have to put into, but it's it it doesn't make things more expensive. Right. Um, and obviously, it, giving we're now in an era where we're actually seeing games that were previously pay model transitioning into free to play. There must be, <laughs> they, they you know, I, I'm assuming that that isn't how. And even ever, I hear EverQuest is some sort of a hybrid model, whatever that means, how like halfway between the two. Where I gather it must have some level of subscription and then uh, and then microtransactions as well. I. I know how that would work but well i've seen some of these that that go with uh, a model where you have two different paths you can choose you can either do the free to play model and get some base level content and pay piecemeal for the extras or and i'm, I'm just saying this because city of heroes did the same thing or you can keep your 15 a month subscription and they just open the gates and you have access to um most of the content with still a couple of i know right, there, was, right. there was still a couple of micro transactions in there for some aesthetics like costume items and stuff like that or armor pieces or certain power sets but basically any of the gameplay was any quests were opened up to all the players who had the subscription whereas if you yeah. went free to play then you would have to pay for these additional quests right I don't actually have an example game, but I've also heard there's a model where basically they the game is is a lot of the revenue is coming from in-game advertising. And I, you know, I've certainly seen in-game advertising before, but I've never seen a game where I was aware that like you know it was paying for a significant Flappy chunk. Bird. Sorry, Flappy Bird made oh, Flappy all Bird. on ads. Oh, really? Okay. Wow. Okay. I guess that explains <laughs> why yeah. it was so prevalent. So, yeah, it was. Um, um, that, that's another example of a free-to-play game. There, very simple, but everything has to have some monetization in there somewhere. And that one was just a little ad that you saw. That was it. Yeah, I, I, there might have been there might have been a microtransaction to remove the ads, like a buck, but I, I can't recall offhand. And like, there's there's a lot of other variations on uh, on on free-to-play uh, mobile, for instance. Uh, the one that I associate the most with, uh, I guess, Candy Crush, if that's fair, where uh, you can play it without paying anything, but you could at some point pay for extra lives. Is that kind of how it works? Like if you run there's, out of continues or something? You're yeah, paying? there's there's a few things in Candy Crush where you can um, – It's a, a, it, a, the lives thing is essentially a stamina mechanic where you can't play too many times in short order. 
Uh, and then you have to wait for them to recharge. And there's also, you can spend money to get in-game boosters. Um, it, it won't automatically let you win, but it's a, a, a little thing that gives you a bonus at the start of the stage, or you can um, activate. You can also pay for extra turns, and that'll eventually let you win if you want to pay enough. But uh, they also try to tune those the stages enough, so... Most of the time, you're going to be about two or three turns away from winning uh, on a normal playthrough to try to tempt you to, to <laughs> spend for the Take extra couple of turns. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know there's some other mechanic where they can also send uh, a request to join Candy Crush Saga to all of the friends on your Facebook friends list. Uh, you yeah. get about a half dozen of those every single day. So oh, okay, yeah, so that's those are those are to unlock that. another set of stages. Uh, there's a there's there's a you can either invite people or um, let's see fill out some challenge stages to unlock the next set of stages and I don't know you might be able to pay for those as well. Yeah. Well, I, one thing a lot of these uh, free to play games and uh, League of Legends and Dota are certainly good examples of this is uh, the uh, the user bases are just massive. Like I'm seeing numbers of people playing games that are free to play that are just unheard of as far as i'm aware uh so it, it certainly does you know that that taking away the uh the gate fee so to speak as, as you said uh d does attract people to to try um how, how what percentage of people actually need to be paying in order for these games to be viable is it like a, is it as minute an amount as it as it seems that that is a very detailed question and that is where free-to-play really starts getting complicated yeah. because a lot of people focus on oh these things are just made to focus on addictive behavior to focus on the whales and right. sure you can get if you get a good whale it's going to give you a whole lot of money but there's a whole bunch of other things that that uh people look for in analytics like conversion rate how often do people go from non-paying players to paying players yeah what's your uh, average revenue per user, what's your average revenue per daily user, um, how many users do you have on per day. There's a whole bunch of fairly standard metrics yeah. that people use, but it starts getting really complicated when you start trying to apply it to a particular game. Right. Uh, Greg, you were playing um, the mobile version of uh, was it Origins? Origins. Right, yeah. yeah, you mentioned that before. Is uh, I, I mean, you seem to be, uh, you know, to the extent that I know you, you seem to be somebody that has uh, reasonable amounts of self-control. Yeah. Um, <laughs> were you able to uh, to play through Origins without having to, to slam down any money for extra batarangs or stuff like that, or was it actually just a, a five, you know, a five dollar fire and forget type mobile? No, it game was or? a it was a free it's a free to play game with microtransactions. Uh, ah. I have, I have to date never actually applied any real money towards it. Okay. Um, the way that it works is that like there's there's almost like two different kinds of in-game currency. There's the one that you just regularly get just from earning experience and, and defeating bad guys and whatnot. And then there's this other side one that you either get from doing like something really, really good in game yeah. or by giving them a couple of bucks up all the way up to I think there's a hundred dollar package in there. And that's the kind of money you use to buy new abilities and new different bat suits and you know, that that sort of thing. Just to some of it aesthetics, but I think there's some functionality to it. And I think the more you spend, the easier it is. And like, if you get beaten, those those special like gold Wayne Tech coins, I think is what they're called. Yeah. They're uh, they're like how you oh well you want to spend a Wayne Tech coin to bring you back to life. Now granted, you <laughs> yeah. you get these in the regular game. It's not like you get them and like the only way to get them is to buy them. But I mean, obviously, if you're not good and you die a lot, then 
you 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 might feel a little tempted to spend the money on it. However, I have not, and I think it's probably for wh- what I do with this game, which is I kind of play it when I got five to ten minutes to kill somewhere. It's, yeah. it's you know, the waiting room game. Uh, for what it's for, I have absolutely no problem of letting Batman die and not spending <laughs> those tech coins and just starting over at the beginning because I'm yeah. not really trying to make grand progress. Yeah, yeah but, those those two kinds of currency are called soft currency for the, the one you commonly get in-game and hard currency for the one that you can spend money for. Right, right. And now, uh, most, most games that are designed well, at least in my opinion, will have a good some way in game to get yourself some hard currency it sounds like arkham origins has that as well yeah yeah, yeah. and i can confirm and uh the, a game really the only free-to-play game that i've ever um ever really sk- spent any time significant time on warframe is is a similar system where uh, it has uh, an in-game currency that you earn by virtue of doing stuff and then a, a hard currency uh, a, a hard currency that you can use to um, to buy things, but for the most part, there's always two prices, or at least two different ways. Uh, like if you're use if you're relying on crafting, it's obviously it's going to take you longer. Um, if you're relying on dollars and cents that buy you, you know, hard currency, as you say, then uh, you'll you'll be able to speed things up. Uh, but for the most part, there's always a way to access that. Uh, that stuff it's just it's going to take you more time and effort um nick have you have you ever really partaken in any free-to-play games mobile or otherwise that you've plunked down money for or uh i've never put down money on one but i sure played plenty i mean i've said i've been playing tech and i play tech and revolution that's a free-to-play game on psn oh really okay and that's and that's is it the is that the newest of the, the Tekken games or? Yep, actually it is. Uh, it uh, well, I don't know if Tekken Revolution or Tekken Tag Two came out first. At least I think Tekken Tag Two was completed before Tekken Revolution. But yeah, okay. it's pretty much the most recent. How do you monetize a fighting game? That's one that's a little bit. <laughs> I don't tokens, I don't... tokens like an arcade machine. Oh, okay, all right. So you, yeah, more the way plays. that one works is it's uh, they have like PV, uh, PvP and PVE. So uh, versus and arcade mode tokens, you can get one or, and, and they regenerate over time. You get five versus player tokens that regenerate one every half hour and two arcade tokens that regenerate one every hour. But you can spend money to get more. I, I myself, I, I've probably spent uh, maybe 20, 30 bucks over Warframe over a two year period on and off. And, you know, a, a lot of that, I have to admit, is just personalizing my <laughs> my frames and stuff like that or special sale type stuff. But, uh, yeah, I, I've never been one to pick up a uh, an iPhone and, and sink a ton of money into a game like Candy Crush, etc. I guess I'm wired differently. I uh, <laughs> I know I mentioned the Skinner box earlier, but uh, I also think back to that uh, – Star Trek TNG episode, you know the one with the game that straps to your head, oh, with the, fun, the funnels and the circles. Yeah. <laughs> they, Shut they, up, Wesley. <laughs> 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 that gives off the endorphins and, yeah. and yeah, uh, it, I, I, you know, I hear, I, I did a little bit of research for this, and I, I hear the word gambling addiction come up every once in a while in in criticisms of, of free to play models. Uh, and you know, I, I've, I've, I hear. Know, from various commentators in the industry that there's a way to do free to play right and there's a way to do free to play that's borderline insidious <laughs> uh is it the what what is it that where where does the line get crossed guys like like nick i'll start with you you mentioned that that distinction between hard and soft currency uh, that that seems to be one way but where where does it where does it go from being a, a model where you know the player has choice to being a model 
where it, it's it's actually impossible to play or you know actually in, encouraging uh, you know the, the player to sink money in unfairly like what, what's the line if there is one it it uh, that's that's something that um, if you're going to try to define something I'd say that's going to depend on the title it yeah. might depend on tuning or something but you know there there are things where if something is just nakedly attempting to um, manipulate the player in a way to hand over money yeah. or trying to be deceptive in a way to, to get people to hand over money. That's crossing the line. Uh, there was there was a controversy about a Smurfs game that uh, <laughs> I think they didn't uh, they didn't really expose to kids that they were spending real money and, and uh, there wasn't a lot of uh, uh, transparency with just what they were asking the kids to do and they tricked a bunch of kids into spending a bunch of money in game and uh i believe it was a maybe farmville or something of the like that was presenting like wounded woodland critters or something just to try to play on the emotions of the player to try to get them to spend money Uh stuff like that is is a bit uh over the line there's also let's see there's there are games where you can tune them specifically to try to get the gambling addiction those people who are prone to addictive behaviors yeah. to try to get uh, to get them to really buy into to whatever game you're you're putting out and to try to to get them to spend money those are the ones that uh, really focus specifically on getting the whales the the ones that spend a whole lot of money that might be going a bit overboard but in the end at some point you have to say these people in my opinion these people have a right to do with their money what they want to do are you going to get in the way um kind of like people who who spend a lot of money at casinos yeah but they have a lot of money they're not making themselves destitute it's their choice yeah the Um, the concept of pay to win is one that i hear brought up once in a while and that that seems to be a case where you literally you literally can't proceed or succeed in the game with if if you can't win without paying i think that's not right like I said, I think a lot of good games will give you your hard currency. They'll have some venue in-game for you to get hard currency on your own, yeah. either by playing games or some ad participation or something would be available. Yeah. If there's a hard gate that you cannot get past, that's that's not cool. Where do, where do you see the line, Greg? Is or is is there a type that bugs you in particular? I don't. I'm I'm pretty bugged by the kind of games. And you know, the the funny thing is, is I'm thinking about your question while Nick's answering. The most egregious examples I can come up with of just like trying to get that money out of you, no matter what, don't come from free to play games, but they come from games that I already paid sixty bucks for. <laughs> now, no additional. So. I'm finding it really hard to answer the question because every bad example I have in my head of like the, oh, you want this? Do you really want this? Two bucks. Horse armor. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing that a lot of people will complain <laughs> yeah. about is putting those free-to-play microtransactions in a premium game where you paid for it up front. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, I think that's probably the sad state of the industry is that when I think of really bad examples of like, you know, games <laughs> that have tried to get my money, the, the worst egregious ones, the ones that are coming to my head are ones that are from actual games I've paid for and not free to play games. <laughs> so, so maybe that's just my issue is I think you draw the line of once you make me pay up front for the game, you lose the right to ask me for microtransactions. Yeah. Would you consider that the case for things that are strictly aesthetic, don't have any gameplay impact whatsoever? Uh, for aesthetics, uh, I don't mind if you charge extra money for aesthetics. I think one of the Call of Duties did something like you pay three bucks and you can cover your weapons in bacon. <laughs> <laughs> 
and and maybe I'm remembering like half of something here, but like I I could have sworn that was a thing, and I had absolutely no issue with that. Like, hey, somebody wants to pay three bucks to cover their gun in bacon because it makes them laugh, and they got the three bucks. Have at it, but I don't, you know, aesthetically, I have no problem with charging money for these random aesthetic things that you know aren't aren't really going to make you the company any real money if you were to try to make it a feature, but. Um, in terms of gameplay and like all like I should not have guns locked behind paywalls and I should not have levels locked behind paywalls and I've I've seen that in in premium games and and it bothers me not to completely hijack your show and turn it into <laughs> microtransactions of premium games but but yeah that's 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 my example of the, the worst kinds of free-to-play games the ones that I had to pay for anyway I, I'm okay with the cosmetic stuff as well I mean I, I I've got a couple of warframes that look like Cirque du Soleil performers because I've you know gussied them up with you know tassels and things like that and that's that that was my own choice and uh, I, don't, I don't mind that sort of stuff I, I I think probably the most egregious example I've seen and it's probably because it's a game that I used to play back in the day was Dungeon Keeper that mobile version where essentially yeah, that one was not well too. Yeah. Essentially where it was about the game was just so slow and broken that you had to pay to speed it up to be actually enjoyable. <laughs> that's that's okay. I, I got, I got one thing I want to point out and then I want to get back to that topic, but uh, specifically for pay to win, mm. there's, there's actually, I think a legitimate position for something that can be interpreted as pay to win because there are some things where, Players may not have enough time to invest, but they want to play at a higher level. Yeah. So if they want to play at a higher level and they pay to, to get up to the higher level, then, I mean, you know, we're busy. We got, we got lives. We got stuff to do. I don't have enough time to invest, you know, 30 hours a week in whatever game. And if I can spend 10 bucks to level it up, then great. Or, you know, there's, there's games that'll unlock, say, actually Street Fighter 3 Online Edition is a good example of this. You can spend $2 to unlock Gil, the, the end boss, or you can beat the game with every character on hard to unlock yeah. Gil. And um, that's, uh, that's, that's another way you can do it. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds a lot more fair than some of the examples. Like I, I remember Vernon uh, telling us, telling me about an Iron Man game where <laughs> you literally had to like pay for the suits in order to be able to, to beat, beat the game yeah. or, or, or something ridiculous like that. Um, Thinking ahead to the future, uh, we, we've had we've had a few uh, big wigs in the industry uh, weigh in on this. Uh, COO of uh, EA, Peter Moore, uh, made a comment back in early 2012 that he basically said, uh, five to ten years, all games will support microtransactions, uh, which wasn't met with uh, universal <laughs> uh, enthusiasm. Um, I I mean, look. Well, I'll just put it. I'll put it to you guys first, Greg. Greg, what do you what do you reckon he's right, or do you reckon he's he has his AAA blinders on while he's saying that, or is or do you do you re really think that that, that he's that, that that's true that we're gonna see it in in all games? Um, well, I mean, looking at the direction that we're taking in the the games, no, I I don't play that many premium games. Hmm. Uh, I just don't play that many games in general. I I do have a lot of stuff going on in my personal life. Um, including in my award-winning podcast that you all should be listening to. <laughs> Fell, I should plug that now as long as I get the chance. But um, I, I, in all the games that I play, I see some level of it. Uh, it's very seldom that I don't see anything that doesn't try in some fashion to get me to put extra money in. So I think AAA is kind of going that direction. Now, do I think all of them? No, because eventually there's going to be enough blowback that people aren't going to do it anymore, and that, that's 
eventually, if that becomes your selling point, is you can almost say, like, hey, if you pay for our game, then you own our game and all of the stuff that came with it. And that's going to become a nice selling point. And then I think we might see the pendulum start to swing the other way. And on the indie front, I think there are always going to be indie games that are going to just buck that trend. Uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. You're never yeah, going to get yeah. all of the indie games out there to have microtransactions. It's not worth yeah. the effort. No. Yeah, so so I, I think he had the, the AAA blinders on. And I think, you know... If, as long as the industry keeps pushing that way, there's always going to be that demand for games that don't do it. And I think you're going to see games that maybe wouldn't have sold all that great otherwise get a lot of extra attention and a lot of extra business just by saying, hey, we don't do microtransactions. Yeah, yeah, because for some people it's a uh, it's almost gotten to the point where it's a principled stand for them. Uh, what, do, what do you reckon, Nick? Uh, you, you, I know you are going to mention indie games. Was there anything to add to that or... Uh, what was that? Um, was that EA exec or president? Was that the current one or the previous one? Because I know uh, there was a change recently. Uh, I th- I want to say the previous one, Peter. Yeah. Peter Moore. Yeah. I COO. So I should point out, not C, <coughs> not CEO. Right. <laughs> Excuse well, me. I don't. I don't. I don't think you're ever going to get to a point where all of your packaged products, even AAA stuff, is going to support microtransactions. There might be more of it, but I don't think you're ever going to get all of it. Uh, it, I mean, if nothing else, if nothing else, you're never. I don't think you'll ever see Nintendo do it. What was that guy's idea to to spend a buck to make Mario jump higher? Yeah, that's never going <laughs> to yeah. happen. Yeah. And and that's a good segue into my next comment. That uh, that one company that's <laughs> that's really sort of uh, at this point anyway, very much against the free to play model is is Nintendo. And Toro Iwata actually has said that. Uh, he reckons free to play is literally hurting the hi- hardware business. His argument meaning that it, it's now harder to convince people to buy new hardware uh, be- because of you know free stuff out there. You know, I, I think in Nintendo's case, maybe if they made better hardware, they'd find an easier uh, <laughs> way to get people to buy their products. But I, I can't completely disagree with them. Um, they do seem to be um, sort of bucking that trend, and and they e- they even seem to be resisting some sensible things like you know monetizing their back catalog in a way that uh, that w- <laughs> that would actually uh, you know encourage people to uh, to go back and get some of the older games that they could easily um, be charging money for. But um, I mean, it, do do you think that's over? That's that's a bit overboard, Greg. That that's literally going to that's going to hurt the the you know console business because of free to play like is is that a is that a step no, too far <laughs> i i think we've seen a lot of ps4s and a lot of xbox ones get sold lately <laughs> and i mean now and i i haven't seen the numbers like i've i've requested them and sony and microsoft haven't responded <laughs> so okay. i i don't know the exact numbers uh until they, they get back to me on that one but I it seems like these things are selling rather well. Um, they're pushing. Everyone's moving forward. I don't think you're ever going to see the hardware not not push forward. And I you know I don't want to say Nintendo's kind of making excuses, but I think the Wii U is actually picking up on its own now. So maybe yeah. we'll see that they they will maybe stop saying things like that. Yeah. But before we sing Nintendo's graces too much, they've now started. And I want to say they're called Nintendroids or something like that, but <laughs> their own little Skylander Xbox or uh, Disney Infinity <laughs> figures. Yeah, yeah. Far, far be it from anyone to say that Nintendo is is not about freaking merchandising and stuff. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. So Pokemon. they're they're playing Jeez. the same because I consider these little figures to be this along the same lines as, oh, you want to play our game? Oh, that's cool. Oh, you want to play as fire mario well you could buy this thing and 
you know, I I guess they're not super expensive, but I still don't like the idea of you bought our game, but if you really wanted to play as Samus, now you got to buy a little Samus figure too. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I kind of see it as a little bit of excuse making myself the the, uh, <laughs> the I I I would be willing to bet that if Nintendo were able to uh, catch lightning in a bottle and and come up with a a free to play game that worked, they they'd do it, <laughs> uh, and they'd happily make money off it, and they'd happily package it in su- such a way that it was uh, uh, you know integral to their system and their model. Um, looking further ahead. Um, where where do we see uh, the free to play model going? I, I mean, I don't agree with Peter Moore about his five to ten year comment that it's going to be every that, that microtransactions are going to be everywhere. I I I think they're going to continue to be prevalent. But as far as free to play is concerned, um, you know, you're seeing a lot of comments that you know that might become more the norm. Uh, it it certainly seems to be getting more and more common in the MMO sphere as as people realize that. Uh, you're not going to unseat uh, World of Warcraft without getting creative. Um, where do you, where do you see free to play? Uh, I'll, I'll start with you, Nick. Where do you see free to play? Like you know, three to five years from now, is it is it going to be? Is, are they are they going to do things differently with it, mobile or otherwise, or is it just going to you know be more commonplace? That's a that's a <laughs> difficult question, actually. Um, it's. In mobile, it's probably going to be pretty common. I mean, it's kind of taking over mobile for the most part. Um, you still see your premium games, you know, one to two bucks, and and occasionally up to fifteen if it's SquareSoft re-releasing something. Oh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yes. But uh, it, like I said, a lot of it just has to do with understanding your uh, your player interaction, your. Uh, um, uh, the the cycle that you go through while you're playing, um, uh, I think if it's going to change on the mobile front, it's going to involve like a fundamentally different game structure mm-hmm. than what we're seeing right now. Uh, other than that, it's just going to be refinements to what we have right now. Mm-hmm. How about you, Greg? As long as people are playing games on their phones, this free to play model is going to work because. <laughs> I when I try to get a new game on my phone, I'm not looking to see what I can buy for three dollars. I'm looking to see what's free. Yeah, something, some, it, and that's that's exactly the thing. When when it's a free to play game, you can get players in a whole lot easier mm-hmm. than yeah. than if it costs a buck or two. And if it costs a buck I, or two up front, then you got to do a, a really really impressive job of convincing players that this is going to be worth a buck or two, and that might eat up you know, two or three times your production cost in just advertising the game. Hmm. And I, I personally, I, I think you're going to see more of the um, $60 game with the free-to-play multiplayer attached to it with uh, little microtransactions embedded there because I think I think that's the best of both worlds for these companies. They, they get your 60 bucks up front, and then for the people that like the multiplayer, and hopefully they make an effort to actually make it in some way, you know, interesting uh they they try and you know get a little extra out on that like i i don't know a great deal about uh the multiplayer for inquisition uh dragon age inquisition but uh i i gather there's some uh uh, there's some opportunities to spend some real dollars in there and i i wouldn't be surprised if that continues to uh to rear its head and in in these games that are ostensibly you know mainly single player with a uh microtraction microtransaction laden laden multiplayer stuck on the uh back end um well and unless you guys had any other points that's about uh that's about what i wanted to cover with uh free to play so 
Thank you for that. I was going to, uh, I, I had forgotten the name. What was that name of that South Park episode, uh, uh, Nick? Or do you know the episode name? I was going to mention that to people. I don't, I, have, I, I don't remember the name save of it. it here. I'm sorry, I don't remember the name of it. That's all right. I, I imagine if you Googled Terrence and Philip mobile app or something like that, it probably wouldn't be too hard to come by. Well, uh, let's, let's move ahead to uh, our uh, high score quiz, which, as always, is tied to the topic in question. This week, free to play, uh, multiple choice, and um, I'll uh, I'll just go Greg first, um, alphabetical order. <laughs> uh, so, Greg, um, free to play, uh, mm -hmm. released in 2014, is a documentary about three professional online sports players and their participation in a tournament for what game? Your choices are A, Dota 2, B, League of Legends, or C, World of Tanks. This is a real movie, by the way. I'm not oh making this God. up. <laughs> I uh, I have absolutely no idea. Um, Million dollar gonna... tournament. I don't know if that helps. <laughs> yeah. All right. So so let's let's um. What were my choices again? Dota two, League of Legends, World of Tanks. All right. Aren't Dota two and League of Legends the same game? <laughs> we covered that. Wow. <laughs> Opening the floodgates to the hate mail. All right. Sorry. I was. I, I know they're not the same game, fanboys and fangirls. I just wanted to rub you the wrong way a little bit. I am, however, just to be contrary, not going to pick either one of those, and I'm going to go with whatever C was. C, World of Tanks. Uh, how, sure. about, how about you, Nick? What do you reckon? I was actually thinking it might be War of Tanks. It sounds like, if it's a million dollars, I would actually think the prizes for a uh, um, a League of Legends or a... Uh, um, I actually can't remember the name of the other Do, one. Uh, Dota, Dota 2. It's Dota still League of Legends. It doesn't matter. Defense, <laughs> defense of the agents for the non-believers. Uh, non yeah. Uh, it actually sounds like a million dollars might be low if it was a worldwide <laughs> tournament, considering the, 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 the player scope mm. involved there. And a million dollars sounds like something. I think the makers of um, the tank game is wargame.net. It's it, it just kind of feels like something they do. But since Greg picked that, I'll go with the uh, League of Legends. Legends. Well, I got you guys uh, this week. Uh, it is in fact Dota Two. Uh, the documentary was actually uh, released and developed by Valve themselves. About oh. uh... Nick said League of Legends. Why didn't he get that one? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Should I just skip the mailbag? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do please don't read any of the email from this episode. I don't think going to be good for no me. it was uh, it was about dota 2 it was a tournament uh, uh that was for the the actual i think for the the debut of of dota 2 this the dota one and yeah million dollar tournament and yeah it was actually uh developed uh, by valve themselves who uh i i assume that's why they haven't made half-life 3 yet because they're too busy pretending to be uh movie makers so uh yay hooray hooray valve better yeah. them than square enix <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, it's, I was just thinking, I hate to get off track, but I was just thinking about that Final Fantasy movie the other day and how god-awful that was. I mean, I, I, I went to see it because it, the graphics were, you know, for the time, really good, but my goodness, what a terrible freaking movie that was. Is this the, the Spirits Within one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Not, it was not... bad enough to completely sink square. Yeah, <laughs> that was that. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh horrendous. Um. Uh, and uh, I'll, I'll move on to uh, my old school recommendation of the week. And uh, I struggled a bit with this one because uh, free to play doesn't exactly speak to <laughs> old school. Um, so I had to get a little bit creative uh, with this one. Um, this is the 
I, I don't know how well known this game is or isn't. It's it's certainly known to me, but that doesn't mean much because I played some pretty esoteric stuff back in the day. Uh, One Must Fall 2097 for the PC. <laughs> uh, developed by Diversions Entertainment and published by Epic back when they were still Epic Mega Games. Ooh, um, Epic Mega yeah, Games. Yeah, I, I kind of wish they had just kept that name. I, I, haven't, I don't think I've liked them as much when they dropped the Mega. Uh, and this was back in 1994. A um, this back back in the wake of Street Fighter 2, they there was every variation of a fighting game you can imagine, and eventually they were going to get to giant robots, and uh, that's what this game is: giant robots <laughs> fighting uh, one on one. Um, and the reason I I did this one is because this is actually the first game that I ever purchased through digital distribution. Um, and I I cannot even imagine how long it must have taken me to download. But I did, <laughs> because I don't have a hard copy of this game. Uh, it went freeware in 1999, uh, believe it or not, about five years after it went out, and uh, actually got a sequel called Battlegrounds in the early 2000s that I had no idea existed. Um, I, I, I quite like this game, and in order to find it, you'd have to uh, you'd have to search for it. There is a um, uh, what do you call it when a uh, I'm, I'm when a game goes like public domain and and uh, they, uh, I, I can't remember the name of it. You, you might know what I'm getting to, but yeah, there there have been a people who are working on developing it so that it'll work for modern operating systems. Are you thinking basically. of abandonware? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm getting at. It, it's there's there's a project going on with people that are they're fixing up the game so it'll actually work on modern systems. Um, I don't have the name handy, but uh, there is a there is a website out there where this game lives in <laughs> a, a new version. I don't know how well it runs. It didn't run particularly well for me back in the day, as much as I liked it, but. You've never played a robot one-on-one fighting game with uh, Mortal Kombat-style finishing moves? Well, this, <laughs> this is an interesting one. And yeah, uh, uh, first game that I ever purchased purely through digital distribution uh, many, many moons ago when it must have been at, like, what, 28? What would modems have been in 1995, 96? Oh, 95. 28.8? I think we were at 56.6 then. 56.6, maybe? All right, well, yeah, yeah, that still would have been an all-nighter, or if not longer, uh, yeah. to get that one. Um, I'll mention quickly, again, our... Uh, as we mentioned a few previous episodes, our Twitch channel, uh, where we've had a few people, lucky bastard, that have uh, bought uh, Xbox Ones and PS4s recently that have been... <laughs> wow, must be nice there, money bags. Yeah, I know. Eh? Uh, playing uh, games on our Twitch channel, like um, Sunset Overdrive and uh, uh, Master, Chief Collection. Master Chief Collection, a bunch of other goodies. Uh, yeah, keep an eye on that. Uh, we've, we've had some uh, pretty good Twitch content going up over the last month, and uh, our... Our own Axelon is back in the uh, Let's Play cycle, and um, remind me, Greg, what was the last one he did? Was it Assassin's Creed 2 that he just put down? Yeah, I think he, he just finished Assassin's Creed 2. I mean, it, it's hard to tell because he's putting YouTube videos up all the time, and then yeah. he only he only ever posts to our site when he finishes the complete, yeah, uh, the complete playthrough. So yeah. I think Assassin's Creed 2 was his last complete playthrough, but I think he's in the process of playing Unity right now. Yes, he is, and God help him because he's yeah. had as many bugs wow. as you've heard. Wow. <laughs> I think he's I think he's lost some significant progress. Um, yeah, I think I've I've seen so many comments about Assassin's Creed Unity, and I usually just direct people to our Quality Assurance podcast. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> uh, we we were a couple of weeks early on that one, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, thanks again, guys. Uh, for our listeners, uh, it's uh, our website is www.enthusiacs.com, which is e n t h u s i a c s dot com. 
believe it or not, enthusiasts was not a real word. We made that up. <laughs> um, so you won't find it in the no. Oxford Dictionary. Uh, our Twitter feed is at enthusiasts, and uh, our video content, like before mentioned, Let's Plays, reside at uh, channel enthusiasts. Um, we have a forum right next to the uh, right next to the Twitch button, Greg, <laughs> on the, <laughs> at the top of the page, uh, yep. enthusiasts.com, and uh, where you can uh, join our forum and uh, come join the discussion there. Um, our email address for this podcast is. Uh, Pointstreak at enthusiasts.com. If you have any Dota or League of Legends uh, hate mail um, to send, uh, I'll be handling that. Uh, <laughs> or or any legitimate questions, feedback, or suggestions for the show. Um, thank you again to Greg and Nick. Uh, thank you for coming back. And uh, thanks for listening. And join us again on another edition of Pointstreak. Thanks, guys. <laughs>